Our yesterday, mayors from the Iron Range and a large part of greater Minnesota had a call with Minnesota Governor Tim Walsh to talk about several important topics that matter to you, the people of greater Minnesota. And one of those mayors on the call is the mayor of Thief River Falls, Brian Homer. So Mayor Homer joins us now on our 702 Communications line. Mayor, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to Point of View, sir. How are you doing, Chris? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. I want to get to the call in a moment. I just want to start with this conversation about police reform, defunding the police. Um, your response, one, to should the police defund be defunded? And two, do you see that there should be some reform in policing? And if so, what would you suggest as a mayor? Well, in my community, I can only speak for that, is that, uh, you know, the uh, community needs law enforcement. They need to have uh, the everything safe in their community. So there could be added uh, things that go along with that, uh, mental health and things, but uh, definitely not defunding them. It might be added funding for different areas that may help with uh, the civil distress that's out there. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the things that doesn't get talked a lot about, Mayor, is the fact that you've got cops now that are, you know, they're, they're being police officers, they're social workers. I mean, they are spread so thin. So I hear what you're saying there. Let's move on to this phone call because one of the things that we constantly get feedback about mayor here on the show is the fact that you've got uh, you know governor tim walls treating hennepin county like pennington county and they're just totally different so talk to us about what was going on, on this phone call yesterday and is there a legitimate conversation about now looking to reopen you know maybe county by county or even regionally well uh, the county by county thing was actually brought up on a phone call uh, about a week ago uh, the coalition of greater minnesota cities i was on a phone call then and the governor was considering the idea of a regional opening of the um the or county or something to that forum and then uh, yesterday on the call it kind of was disheartening that he said well they're no longer looking at that and uh that's probably not one of the choices he's got out there so that was wasn't very good uh and then uh, one of the mayors uh, spoke up and asked a question about uh, what's your commerce department going to do about uh, the certification of need uh, that uh, the PUC uh, voted on. And he said, well, the commerce department's looking at it and uh, they're going to respond back to him. But uh, he thinks that uh, they might appeal the decision. Um, there again, another disheartening thing that... Uh, uh, Enbridge has gone through the process. They've checked the boxes. It's went six years now, and they keep checking the boxes. But behind the box is that hidden little spot that says that uh, now the court has to decide again because uh, it's not going the right way or the way they want it to, or I don't know. But uh, sometimes uh, if you're going to apply for a permit, uh, now you need a good lawyer to even move forward on it. So um, I hope this process moves forward. Uh, the pipeline, uh, you know, is going to produce a thousand jobs or better. And right now, with the economy the way it is, this is a project that's shovel ready, ready to go. Our communities up here really need it. It's not only the the primary or the the direct money that Enbridge is putting into this; it's all the indirect or the soft money that's spent at the local grocery stores, at the housing, and uh, feeding all these workers that are on the road. So, what? Well, I want to get back to line three in a minute, but I want to back up for a moment because you said, hey, Chris, you know, he talked about the regional reopening now that's been denied. And I'm wondering why. And here's the example I would give. I mean, last time I talked about Pennington County, I know it's changed a little bit, but there was zero, zero COVID cases in Pennington County. But due to the lockdown, you had people in your community having to drive to Grand Forks, which had 200 plus COVID cases to get groceries and do things they needed to do. So 
does he understand that you're actually pushing people towards COVID, not away with the way he's doing this? And, and, uh, and yeah, and the part that he don't understand is that uh, the big box stores were open. Uh, the big grocery stores were open. It's the smaller stores that could actually control the amount of people that were walking in and other stores. They could control the traffic flow and stuff. They could do a lot of different things, but it all got focused to the big box stores. And then when North Dakota opened up, being 45 miles away from uh, Grand Forks, uh, boom, there you go. We try so hard in Minnesota to keep our uh, everybody to shop local. We preach it. We spend money advertising, shop local, shop local. But, uh, boy, when you don't have the stores open and they're open 40 miles away, where do the people shop? And even on a regional basis... Uh, the stores, uh, Roseau, War Road, their community was shut down and we had a Walmart open. Sure, I love their business in my community, but if you're talking about a spread of a virus and we're so remote the way we are, wouldn't you rather keep it in the community rather than having a transfer from one community to the next? And, you know, I wish the governor's office would have had that conversation with me. I'm curious, so what are your local small business owners saying to you, sir? Because I've mean, got to imagine they're struggling. Oh, they're hurting. You know, a quarter of their business of the year is gone. You know, I think we're in like 93 days or whatever of some of the shutdown. And now they can open up at 25%. Nine days before this, oh, the governor said we can have outdoor dining. So some of these places invested a lot of money in trying to get compliant with the outdoor dining. And now we're going to open the inside up. So now, you know, they might keep their outdoor dining for the real nice days, which we get a few of them exceptional days here in Minnesota. But most of the time it's windy or it's raining or so things are not something we want to sit outside and die. So, so I, I got to get your thoughts on this because I, I know a lot of people in Minnesota that's driving them crazy is the fact that you've got these small business owners, churches that have had very limited capacity, as you mentioned before, some no, no capacity, but yet then you see downtown Minneapolis and a lot of areas, thousands of people shoulder to shoulder, no mask, protesting, burning cities down, as you just heard here from President Trump. I mean, and nothing happens. What, what, what are people saying to you in your community about that? Oh, they're they're frustrated. Uh, you know, they say, "Why can't we be a sanctuary city and open up?" And I said, "You know, it's Minnesota is the land of uh, you know regulation and permits, and uh, you know you have to have uh, a license for being a cosmetologist. The government got to control. Or Minnesota got control of that. They get control of your sales tax. They got control of your liquor license. So, you know, you can't do nothing unless you get the nod from them. And right now." You know, the governor went with emergency powers uh, another 30 days, and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and uh, it's it's very frustrating. You know what, the Mayor? I think you just hit the right tone when you said maybe you should be a sanctuary city for business and First Amendment rights when it comes to churches and whatnot. So maybe that's an idea there that you can pose because, heck, you see Minneapolis and St. Paul being a sanctuary city for uh, legal, so maybe that's an opportunity for you. I want to give you a last word, sir. I've only got about 30 seconds, but just give us an update on what what the mayor said about line three, and, and what do you think Lieutenant Governor uh, Peggy Flanagan is telling me, you know, was in the governor's ear about line three with? Well, you know, uh, with the line three, us mayors and uh, range are getting together. I think we got to have another letter that sends encouragement to the governor on how many jobs this entails, how, the con how this drives the economy, not only in northern Minnesota, but in the whole state and that uh, we got to get this underground because it's a lot safer underground than being transported through our communities on rail and such so uh, you know I'd, I'd like to have that conversation with the lieutenant governor and see how she sits but i would hope that she'd be able to be good enough to sit down and have the conversation with me fascinating mayor thank you so much for your time and your insight we appreciate it and uh, we wish you well 
there in Thief River Falls. I think it's going to be. I, I love your sanctuary city idea. I think I think you should roll with that, my friend. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on tonight. You bet. All right. Have a great one. All right. We'd love to know your thoughts there. I think mayor is on to that. I mean, you look at you look what happens with all these sanctuary cities across the country not abiding by federal law when it comes to immigration. Maybe mayors can start being sanctuary cities for, I don't know, First Amendment rights, businesses, equal protection, right? Great idea. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voice when we come back. Some great feedback from you last night. We'll share it with you coming up right after this.